Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is the Non-Fungible Podcast, NFP with D. Klein. Now proudly sponsored by the Koi Network, where you can mint atomic NFTs on-chain and get paid when your creations attract real traffic. Now you can find this podcast and you can dive deeper into blockchain trends on Cointelegraph magazine. Just go to www.cointelegraph.com magazine. Today my guests come from Fabricated Madness with the artist Matt Gazer. Hey there, the folks from Fabricated Madness. We've got Matt Gazer, we've got Wax Wars. Welcome to NFP. I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you. Uh, great honor. Appreciate it. Aloha, coming to you live from the Hawaii, the Pacific Ocean. Oh man, you're in Hawaii. I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> I, I, I get jealous every day. He always reminds me. It's tough. Uh, it's, it's a tough, tough. life. Shut up. <laughs> I thought I'd live here one year. Listen, I thought I'd live here one year and then 20 years went by. I don't know. Wow. I just couldn't find a better place. No, I believe it. I mean, I've been there a few times, but... Uh... I'm here in Alberta, and I mean, I love Alberta. The mountains are great, you know, but winters, man, the winters. A lot of your Canadian friends come here during the winter, I've, I've noticed. They love Hawaii. <laughs> As they should. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. I'm really happy that you're here. You guys have all kinds of crazy stuff going on right now with uh, Dr. Zamzies, and then you've got the... Uh, Dr. Zamzi and uh, stuff going on with Onesis and Hoddle God. And I was kind of trying to catch up on what's going on with you, you know, prior to this recording. And man, oh man, I mean, seems like you must have a pretty packed schedule right now. We do. Um, I'm project managing and uh, Wax Wars is too, as well as creating the content. And we, we partnered with a game developer for our first uh, actual card battle game that's going to integrate our NFTs and managing our 3D artists, our game designers. Um, we are working with a writer for a potential animated series that's, come, that's in the works. And yeah, I, I mean, on top of staking with Huddle God and, you know, it just goes on and on and on. It's uh, definitely a busy time. It must be cool to see this all kind of coming to like fruition. Yeah, I mean, we started with our humble beginnings, just uh, Wax Wars and I uh, coming up with this idea before even Beeble Crap was known uh, back in last fall. Mm -hmm. And we just had this great idea of, hey, let's just try a couple of NFTs, put them out there on the Wax blockchain and see what happens. Um, it quickly evolved into a full set when, uh, you know, with all kinds of different cards and packs and we launched back in April and it was a total crazy success. We, we ended up, you know, almost selling out of all our packs and, uh, and off to the races we went, you know, so it's, it's been crazy ever since. It's funny. You mentioned April. I was just talking with a few people about how April was like a miserable time for a lot of people in NFTs. The huge spike had ended the massive craze of people just buying everything. People saying, I'm leaving my job. I'm doing NFTs. And it was the time of like McDonald's memes and like, it's over, yeah. I'm out of here. And people saying, that's it, sorry, goodbye. Right, and yet you were selling out during that time. I think part of our we, crazy stuff, oh, uh, well, I was just gonna say, we got in there right before that crash hmm. of the whole crypto market mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of at the end of April, May. Right. We, we got in before that, so it was just the perfect timing and yeah, we, we started out just, it was literally, Matt has this awesome art and we were going to try to sell a few pieces here and there. And we were just meeting once a week at, at starting in January, just kind of developing this thing. And just all of a sudden, it just all came together at the right moment. And they were launching Major League Baseball cards at the same time. So mm -hmm. we were able to be featured right next to, here's the Major League Baseball cards. Um, but our our... Our main goal from the beginning was just to create really high quality art and story original as well, because a lot of the NFTs you see out there are sort of these garbage pail kid caricatures of of IPs that already exist. Mm -hmm. And our parodies. main goal, yeah, parodies. And so our main goal was really to, to bring 
this original story to the masses, which, you know, there's just sequel after sequel of movies and stuff. And uh, we even saw this. Uh, so one of the main projects we modeled off of was this project called Bitcoin Origins, which is a, a property on Wax where they tell the story, the true story of where Bitcoin came from. Mm -hmm. And they have like these different moments. And so we modeled our project off of that. And the Bitcoin origins people interviewed Mark Cuban. And right. he was just mentioning as well that there's just a lack of original story content out there. And, you know, that's just what we're, we're all about. And we're hoping to inspire others too, just to raise their quality of their art and, you know, bring something new to the table. For sure. Well, what, when I look at the art, I was saying just before the show, I was like, man, this brings me back to Magic the Gathering days. And then it turns out you were one of the illustrators for Magic the Gathering, which is amazing that, I don't know, there was something in my conscious, subconscious memory that was like, this is the same kind of art, right? You know, so that was pretty yeah. wild. Tell me, tell me about that experience. It was pretty wild. I got approached, I'd say, eight years ago uh, by an art director from Wizards of the Coast that produced Magic the Gathering, and they had this crazy uh, uh, card pack that they were going to release, and so they needed a bunch of illustrators, and so um, knocked it out of the park and had a lot of fun with it, and I've gotten, uh, you know, contract work for them for many years because of that first experience, and it's a lot of fun. They create these original little worlds within their franchise, and they have all these illustrators come up with different character uh, portraits and moments or, you know, even tools and things that they use, and so it's, it's a lot of fun. It challenges your imagination. But this project has just completely stretched my 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 creative abilities to the max. Working with Wax Wars on on cards that, in a way, do follow Magic: The Gathering in the sense that they're you know creative cards that are illustrated very well. Um, but the, the big difference is that on if you look in the backs of our cards, they tell a very intricate, detailed story that's almost like a graphic novel. Um, so that part's been a lot of fun writing. Uh, writing with uh, Wax Wars and developing what originally was a, a fairly small idea into a massive potential franchise. Awesome. So Wax Wars, your role in this is primarily on the writing side then? Yes. And just quality control of everything. Uh, basically, we this all started out with just, I was going to just sell some of Matt's artwork and we were just going to kind of see how that would go. But then all of a sudden it turned into... Matt and I creating, uh, so Dr. Zamzi had a beginning that Matt worked on uh, years ago mm -hmm. and we would just work day by day and hey, isn't this cool and and let's try this. And then Matt would do a painting and I'd suggest, well, why don't we add this here and we'll animate this. And then all of a sudden it would come together and we'd have this really cool story. And I, I even told Matt, you know, just, the most fun of this whole entire project has been the moments where we just create something right then and there. And it's just so cool. Like, just cause we're just really spontaneous flow, right? Just yeah. spontaneous flow. And we're just huge fans of star Wars, Indiana Jones, you know, all the sci-fi fantasy genre. You grew and up in that era, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, uh, we're good old 80s boys here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Goonies, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and we take a lot of that inspiration and we put it into this project. Um, and in a lot of cases, you know, like Rolf will write the back of a particular card, I'll help edit. Um, and other times it's me writing the back of the card and he'll help edit. And it just makes the, the written material that much better because we're cross-checking cross each other. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, what's funny about the story is it's actually about a virus and mm. a virus that's attacking uh, this fantasy world from another dimension. And so, you know, the, the story in all news right now is the, the great story of this pandemic, you know? So uh, even though I created Dr. Zamzi 20 years ago and have been working on and off with, you know, uh, art from the world and creating some of the, you know, main characters and help developing them over the years, I never expected that it would finally see the light of day during a real pandemic. So, um, so it's been a lot of fun and, and there's just so many possibilities uh, where we can advance the story and uh, challenge what an NFT really means. Yeah, that brings up an interesting point, you know, because I so often see there are uh, people who are like entering into NFTs and they kind of have perceived it as like, oh, easy money. You know, you just come up with something, you know, make some art and people buy it. And it's like, um, 
Actually, no, this stuff is like in development most of the time for many years. Yes. Right. And there's a lot of skill that's gone into it and a lot of background and people don't necessarily recognize that. Right. They don't. And our cards are animated by our good friend, John Helms. He's a ex ILM industrial and magic artist. Um, he supervised, uh, visual effects for the prequel star Wars movies and, um, has been working in film ever since. Um, uh, and, you know, our, our team is being cherry picked by a lot of professionals that I've made bridges from over the years in uh, movies and game, video games, working in those uh, fields for a long time. So we're, we're dealing with a lot of talent here and we're really trying to create something very special from very talented artists, you know. So, so at what point in time did this whole intellectual property kind of, when was it that you were like, wait a minute, we should do something with this in the NFTs? Like, how did that happen? I mean, go ahead, Roth. Oh, I was just going to say, probably about, so I got really lucky, I guess, but, you know, George Lucas always says he got lucky as well. Mm. Um, it was early 2018. I ran into Malcolm Cassell, who was one of the founders of the Wax blockchain. Mm -hmm. And he, I just really didn't even know about crypto too much. I mean, I'd heard of Bitcoin, but this was early 2018. And he's like, you know what, you really need to get into this. And nfts and at the time they have this thing called op skins where right you could right. you could yeah so it was this whole concept of owning your own skins which you know fortnite and PUBG make millions of dollars off you know people and it their skins just locked in the game there's nothing you can do with it and so that was the whole origin of the wax blockchain was to create this medium where games could be developed where you actually own the physical the the virtual items in the game and so i i was like bugging matt for because i've known matt for years uh one of our mutual friends his best friend from high school one of my best friends from college uh had introduced us years ago and and i would you know i call i didn't even really know what nfts were but i called up matt and i was like man we need to get into this and this mm. was in 2018 mm -hmm. you know like we got to do this and matt was like uh what are you talking about bro <laughs> Yeah. It's I, remember telling, I remember telling him I was like I'm way too busy uh, running my own freelance business working mm -hmm. you know doing concept art for animated movie projects and I was like hey, look if you can figure this out come to me and I'm more than willing to to support you I had no idea that now you know eight months into this or so that uh, I've basically quit my job as a freelance concept artist and I'm literally running we're running a company yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so uh, I, my hat's off to Wax Wars Rolf for uh you know, dragging me into this. It's been a lot of fun. What do you think of these companies that are like totally dogging on NFTs? Like it's a total ripoff. I, I think it was like a Kotaku article or there's been a number of them for Kotaku that are just dumping on it. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I'll let Rolf answer that one first. I, I mean, theories. I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my uh, Celsius network HODL mm -hmm. shirt uh, because really Dr. Zamzi wouldn't exist without the Celsius network because I uh, you know, I've, I found out about the Celsius network in early 2019 and just went all in on it. And so that's kind of why I was able to quit my job and just go, you know, full on do this uh, NFT project. But I mean, Alex Mashinsky just, you know, <laughs> you can watch numerous things on YouTube where he's debating people that are, you know, just saying that Bitcoin's a scam and all this other stuff. So I think it's when people, when something new happens and people don't fully understand it, they just can, you know, dog on it. But people don't realize that, you know, there's Excuse Pokemon me. cards, there's yeah. Pokemon cards and Magic the Gathering cards that are worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. uh, from the 90s. And, um, you know, nobody knew back then that it was, you know, those were going to be, you know, such huge collector's items or whatever. So, it's it is a whole new this is a whole new form of entertainment and it's just going to take a while for people to to get used to it but it's here to stay i mean so what do you is, say to the argument yeah surreal. but those are physical cards they actually are scarce like you know what do you say to that argument my answer to that is you you know being encrypted on on a blockchain means you'll, you'll they'll never burn in a house fire mm -hmm. they'll never get stolen as far as uh, we can tell, I mean, obviously there's the risk of, of hacking, I guess, but I, I haven't seen a, the level of hacking. Is, Mostly social engineering. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's, yeah, it's secured, it's encrypted. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've been talking to my, my family about this and they reminded me of, you know, when I was in high school back in 94 to, you know, 96, 
uh, Al Gore talked about the World Wide Web, and mm -hmm. we were totally confused. What's that going to look like? And we had no idea that the Amazons, you know, the YouTubes and uh, all these different companies, Google would pop up and dominate and, and change the world. So our feeling about NFTs is that it's, it's kind of like in that phase where a lot of people don't understand it, but the people that do are having a blast collecting cards and a blast, you know, seeing things change. Plus the income, the capital that these companies are making off NFTs is changing the landscape for entertainment because it's providing enough funds for them to make either games or even uh, movies and, and series, animated series shows. So um, I mean, at least that's the direction we're trying to get into, um, taking our, our gains and just completely reinvesting it into these other models. So, um, and then attaching our NFTs to these business models as well. So like our card battle game for the Chronicles of Dr. Zamzi, uh, we partnered with a pretty awesome game developer and. Uh, we're, you know, six, eight weeks away from launching our first game and it's going to fully integrate the NFTs that our fans are collecting. And, uh, you know, right now they're really cheap um, on the secondary market because, you know, the buzz really isn't out there just yet. And that's why we're on your show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that, that may change. So now's a really great time to collect our cards and, uh, and then you'll have packs and all kinds of things you can integrate into the game. For our animated series, we're also trying to... Uh, uh, find ways to integrate our NFTs into that business model as well. And we're working with a really, uh, you know, awesome writer that uh, has done a lot of scripts for animated film. He's even a creative director for an animation studio out of Toronto. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so he has, has some amazing ideas on how to, you know, expand the, the franchise into something that will just blow the socks off of people. So we can't wait. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking at these on, on Atomic Hub and uh, I mean, there's a lot of cards. You know, like, um, but they're trading at really pretty modest prices, most of them, right? They are. Yeah. yeah. But this kind of thing, you know, it can just explode out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've seen stuff yeah. where it'll sit kind of here for, you know, weeks, months, and then all of a sudden there's just a buzz and poof, you know, it takes off. Yeah. It really has but... to do with rarity. Mm -hmm. So the rarity of something and the mint number is kind mm -hmm. of a huge thing with NFTs. So, um, not everybody realizes, you know, because we're not so fortunate to be a billionaire, but <laughs> billionaires usually uh, keep about 25% of their wealth in art. Mm -hmm. And so because it's a it's a kind of inflation proof, unique item that can never be reproduced. And uh, it's so that that's something I learned. And this whole with the whole NFT thing in the first part of the year, it was really all about just getting the very first NFTs that were coming out. And, and cause like the very first Superman comic or the very first, you know, Van Gogh, or there's, you know, there's so few of them. And so people, I think were just trying to gobble up the, for the, the artistic uh, pieces. But then as this year has moved forward, you can see that now the consumer wants this utility to be part of your NFT. And so that's why we were developing this awesome battle uh, card battle game that mm -hmm. um, that all our NFTs will, you know, it won't just be this beautiful art, it's gonna be used in the game. So you'll be able to use it in the game. And then we're also developing a 3D game where you get to explore the whole world oh, really? uh, where NFTs will yeah. be part of that as well. So Actually, this, this game, is it kind of a la Hearthstone, Magic Gathering type of game, the collectible, the card game? Itself, yes, we're modeling off uh, Hearthstone and um, and platforms like that for inspiration. Uh, but we have a lot of little interesting functionalities that will totally be original. Obviously, the look and everything, the cards will be very different. Um, you know, the world's the world itself is called Galligan that Dr. Zamsey lives in, and it's it's imagine like a sci-fi retro uh, Harry Potter-esque world uh, that has just and it all takes place on on this massive island called Halo Bridge. It's like a city uh, hospital uh, on this island, and giants and weird species, creatures, humans, little tiny people that are three inches tall, they all go there if they're sick. Uh, and so it's a bustling place. So our 3D uh, adventure game, we're starting to actually build in 3D and test things out. It takes place on that island. And, uh, but then we eventually want to expand into the whole world. And uh, there's like a metropolis called New Logan 
where, you know, half giants, giants go to work in pinstripe suits with top hats and, um, you know, slug, slug pirates are running around in the uh, underground markets of the city. And, you know, you just got to run on, go out and do crazy cool admissions. But to get there, we need capital. And we have our, our vision for the franchise is absolutely huge. So the way I can equate this to is like when JK Rowling was writing Harry Potter and before the books came out, mm -hmm. if you were able to collect NFTs back then, of let's say artwork from the project before it was actually published, I'd say that's where we are right now. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a good time to collect our cards and you're supporting a, a, a franchise that could be big one day. And so it, it's a really exciting time for collectors and for us. Mm -hmm. Speaking of capital, I mean, maybe you can talk about this whole partnership that just kind of came up with Onesis and Hoddle God. Yeah, we're really stoked. I mean, I, just being a, I started off as being a collector of NFTs uh, mm -hmm. on the Wax blockchain mostly, and right away when I saw Hollow God, I thought this is. First off, I thought that this was going to be the most valuable project on Wax because it was kind of like the whole reason Wax was created. Mm -hmm. The blockchain was you get to own your own skins in this 3D battle game, and the graphics are just unbelievable. The Unreal Engine graphics. It looks great. Um, yeah. So and then just we're so honored to be the very first project that's going to be non hollow God to be on their when staking.com website where you can actually stake your NFTs and, and upgrade them. So basically um, th this whole kind of uh, worldwide phenomenon with games is this whole play to earn model that's coming out. And so even in hollow God, you're going to be able to play in tournaments where you win crypto is part of the, Thing. So you can actually make money playing the game. And so the when staking is a is a system where you can actually stake your cards on their platform and make money and lend out your NFTs to people who can actually use them in the game as well. And there's an ability to use their void token and stake that to the NFT and actually generate income for yourself. And we're just really excited because there, the void token itself is getting ready to launch on some major exchanges as well. So it's just, everything's happening at the same time. And we're just super fortunate that um, we're a part of this with Onesis. It's very yeah. cool. It's a yeah. beautiful aesthetic. I mean, I love the work. It's phenomenal. It's You've done some phenomenal work here. Um, I was... Um, listening to your latest podcast uh, you know where you, you were saying you got in a little bit of hot water with the red cross <laughs> yeah yeah yep. yeah yeah explain what happened there well in order to create a, a viable franchise that can you know be worth something and, and grow you have to uh trademark your content so we trademark the name and we trademark the logo and uh with you know with the government and the trademark office and uh, we did that through our entertainment lawyer and uh, he got an email back from uh, the Red, American Red Cross saying, uh, we have a problem here. You're using red in the logo in the actual, you know, I, I, no one mm -hmm. listening I to this podcast it. can see that, but you can. Um, and, and so we were, we were tasked with trying to reinvent the, 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 cr the cross we designed is very different than the medical cross as a circle in the middle and the edges are kind of beveled. Yeah, and, it's to, and, me, it, yeah. to me, I don't know. To me, it feels different enough, but... They just don't want, I, it's, it's a humanitarian, um, you know, uh, company and, and they, I, I don't know if they're nonprofit, I can't remember, but the, the bottom yeah. line is if, some, if, if this blew up into a, a serious movie one day and there was right. a poster and this giant red cross thing from the, was up there and you got your arm cut off and you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's a hospital right there. I, I think mm, they're just okay. worried about those issues. Yeah. Okay. That's a valid point. Yeah. Interesting. So. so when so we had advice from our lawyer and the way when you trademark something a logo you do it in grayscale so that literally you can do any color later uh. and so they just they're super nice the red cross they basically just said if you can just not use red in the cross you can do any other color uh, and so okay. and then they said we didn't have to change what we did before so just moving forward so some of these oh, first good. nfts yeah. with the red cross will might yep. be worth something because they're will never be that way again they're gonna be rare yeah yeah interesting huh so, so even on what, the wax, what's the yeah. new design concept have you come up with it how, how have you altered it the logo itself the actual cross is the same um we're just changing it to white 
or black okay. or or putting red around a white cross mm-hmm. they said there's nothing wrong with that so mm-hmm. there's other ways we've creatively figured out to make it feel like it's still medical but it doesn't cross the the no zone for for the for those guys so yeah so if you go to uh some of the marketplaces uh one being atomic hub so if you go to wax.atomichub.com mm-hmm. I mean, all of our fans have seen, we've changed the logo to more of a, uh, a black cross with a red background. Right. And so it still looks really cool. It's just, it does, just yeah. a slightly different color change. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to have the red in there just because Matt, when I look at your artwork, there's a, a, a warmth you're using red as like, basically like the base um, for medical atmospheric yeah. kind of color. That's kind of pervasive in your work yeah. from what I can tell. So, I mean, you got to kind of have red in there, you know what I mean? You do. So yeah. when you were faced with that, there must have been a little moment of panic, like, oh, yeah. shit, am I going to have to change the entire, like, color temperature of all of my work? Do you know what I mean? Well, that that's that's not a problem. I mean, a quick twist in Photoshop, playing filters, <laughs> I could fix that in, like, five minutes. But still, it's the aesthetic, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, there's a yeah. warmth to all of it that, yeah. has that yeah. has that red in it, right? Well, yeah, because I mean, I, this entire franchise is built off uh, fantasy hospital situations and, right. and and the, and the adventures of this crazy doctor in this fantasy world. So you you definitely want to use tones that resonate, you know, all things medical, all things you know, uh, um, curable and, and and just anything medical related. You know, you mm-hmm. want that to resonate as something from our world, but is twisted into this fantasy world. So uh, so to to answer your question, yeah, we panicked a little bit. And the, once we found out that we didn't have to retroactively change anything right. we've already published, it, a big sigh of relief there. Sure. Big sigh of relief there. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. uh, talking about the animated series, is this something that's in the works right now? Or is that just kind of like in your yes. minds right now? Yes. Yes. It's actually really exciting. Is that uh, right? Our writer, super stoked. Our writer, uh, Matt Lyon, a uh, really talented uh, script guy and creative director. He's taking all this like written material that we've already created and he 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 did his own research he read through all all the work and he was blown away because he deals with a lot of pitches from other other projects trying to get them into like netflix and and uh amazon and stuff like that and uh was kind of just blown back when our first meeting uh happened after he sort of digested the material he basically would took a huge sigh of relief and said look guys this is gonna be really easy uh just needs a little tweaking here and there and uh, right now he's coming up with a 10 episode uh, little mini pitch, mm-hmm. um, kind of breaking up the whole story arc that we created into a, a, a first season for, for an animated series. And uh, yeah, he has a, an enormous amount of context for uh, outside funding that can help uh, pay for the production of the actual animated series and uh, some unique ways to uh, bring the cost down. Um, and so, yeah, I've already built the world it's all designed. Uh, there's lots more design that needs to happen and animators and, and all kinds of things that we need to progress the, the show, but it's, it's in the works big time right now. So Matt and I have just created massive content and story. And the best thing about our, um, our writer is that he's kind of putting all of that content we've created into this form formula mm-hmm. for TV and uh, film. So I guess for a TV series, uh, half hour episodes are 22 minutes and an hour long or 42 minutes. And you have to sort of get everything into, you know, where commercial breaks would be and things like that. And so that it could be broadcast on like, you know, regular TV. So that's what he's helping us with is kind of structuring the story to fit into those, those mm-hmm. molds. It must be kind of wild just thinking about, Ooh, who do I want to cast for this voice? Like, you know, uh, okay. Yes. So, like, you oh, know, yeah. for, great for, question. <laughs> for the Dr. Zamzi, you know, like, who are you imagining? Sasha Barracone. Oh wow, that would be amazing! Is that happening? That was kind of or our first. Is idea. that happening? Matt said. Matt Lyon said that I. I, I told him that I, I. really wanted that 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 actor to play either play him or voice him, and he said yeah. that's not hard to do. That's actually really? not not. I mean, we haven't physically met the guy yet and and talked a real deal, but um, Arctic Dogs, I believe it was called the animated show that he worked on. I guess it had some of the most uh, Emmy Academy Award winning uh, actors on, on a movie that you know wasn't that great uh, as an animated movie, but it, it, uh, it had a huge all-star cast mm-hmm. and uh, Matt Lyon was, was pivotal in, in getting that going. So- um, Wouldn't that said, be something? Yeah, pretty wild. 
pretty wild. You'll have to come back on the show with him. Uh, yes. <laughs> be honored. Absolutely. I mean, what's really cool, what makes my job in life easier is just the art is so awesome that mm -hmm. just all the people that we talk to just want to, it's just opening doors. Like with our game developer, they're just like, oh my God. And then our, uh, our animator who he was, uh, you know, if you watch his reel, you know, he's supervised, you know, huge like Lucasfilm projects and things. He, he's the one who animates all of our cards, but, you know, mm -hmm. just seeing Matt's artwork just inspires him. And then obviously with TV as well, the guy that's working TV, he just saw the art and was like, I want to be a part of this. This is amazing. So a really cool thing that's that happened with John Helms, our, our animator for our cards is that uh, when, when we first pitched the idea to him to work with us, he immediately thought this is This could be a documentary. So mm. we worked on a contract and we figured it all out. And he started filming us at these pivotal moments, like our first launch. He flew out to Hawaii, interviewed uh, Rolf, you know, he, he interviewed me in my studio drawing and it tells this story arc of our pitfalls and our successes Mm -hmm. about what it was like to just start from these humble beginnings and create this massive NFT project. So um, yeah, he's still in editing and he's actually in Australia right now working on a really fun uh, TV show, but uh, hopefully by the end of October, he'll be back so we can get this in festivals and hopefully a streaming service. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was thinking another thing that you mentioned was the bridge of like going from wax to ETH and stuff like that. You know, I when you look at that, you know, in the longer term future, that's where I feel like, all these collectibles, they're just going to explode. Like when I look at something like wax, the advantage of wax being so easy, so fast, so cheap, right? The advantage of Ethereum or Ether being, it does have that network effect and it is where a lot of collectors go, right? And if you can get to a point where people are able to kind of bridge between there, right. that to me so, is where this really blows up. What do you think of that? Yes. Yeah, so that if you go to the sort of wax, uh, corporate announcements, mm -hmm. they're building a bridge basically mm -hmm. to the Ethereum network so that NFTs could move back and forth. And so that's kind of, everything's going to be interoperable at some point. So that's, yep. that's what everyone's working on. And the wax blockchain, the best thing about it is there's no fees yep. for transferring an NFT, whereas Ethereum is trying to work towards that. Uh, they're trying to evolve to that, to the proof of stake model, which wax started out as. Because uh, mm -hmm. the proof of work model just is so fee fee centric that it's you could just you couldn't do what we're doing on the theory on the Ethereum side because right. <clears throat> with cards and things you know it might cost fifty dollars to transfer like a one dollar item or something so it just doesn't make sense so that's why well, you, you don't want to be waiting ten prices. minutes in a game to get possession of an item I mean that would be ridiculous right oh yeah in wax it's instant you know it's really quick the transfer yeah yep. Yeah, I see that. That's going to be a really interesting culmination of, you know, all this stuff that's going on in this space, I think, when we start to see that crossing over between blockchains. Because as of now, there's kind of this competition, you know, and kind of a tribalism, in a sense, that kind of goes against, you know, decentralization, really. Like, to me, the whole goal of it is eventually to get to a point where it's just one giant universe with all this stuff interconnecting. Oh, completely. I mean, if yeah. transactions on your phone or whatever uh, for, for, you know, a bag of lettuce at Whole Foods uh, becomes mainstream and normal, I can see a, a, a platform where it just integrates all crypto and you can either pick and choose or it just takes a percentage of each, uh, you know, to, to make the transaction. It's just going to be hopefully really streamlined and, and easy to use so you can, you know, take your capital or your funds and, and use them for regular transactions. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think it comes to a point where people aren't even aware of it being on a blockchain. It's just a thing you do. Like you use the internet. Nobody, nobody who uses the internet now understands how the internet works. They just use it because, you know, there's user-friendly uh, apps and yeah. We're, and we're all about removing barriers for onboarding. That's, I mean, that's kind of the, we've always wanted to, get this to the masses, you know, all the computer geeks and stuff can figure this stuff out. <laughs> but we've, we've been working with some engineers to for our, on our website, drzamzy.com to integrate a credit card system where you people who like our, our, our grandma or mom or sister can just uh, get on there with their credit card and, and it creates the wallet and you can save your NFT in there. And it's really simple for, um, you know, everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it Garbage Pail Kids that had the cards in like Target or whatever? You could just buy the cards in a pack 
at Target and you just use the QR code or whatever. And I mean, people didn't even know they were on wax. Yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> right. So one of the first NFTs that launched on wax, like almost testing the network out was garbage pail kids. So mm -hmm. that was a lot of the projects that started on wax were sort of these uh, parody type cards. Uh, but I think from here on out, it's going to be moving towards, you know, this utility and games and things, but, yeah, totally. Yeah, they were selling packs in stores and it and it you also got an NFT to go with the physical card. Right, right, right. Is there physical cards of these coming out too? Of course. Oh yeah. I mean of course. Awesome. And, 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 and toys. Here's, here's the here's the t-shirt. <laughs> awesome. We got we got t-shirts now and, and also uh Matt happened to run into uh there's a guy in his town that makes these amazing toys. Mm, and so like we're, vinyl toys. Yeah, yes. we're, and we're, go ahead. we're both just huge into toys, too. I mean, I, my kids and I, we love Star Wars toys, and mm -hmm. I can't wait to play with a Dr. Zamsey toy. I mean, that's high on my priority is to get those toys made. A few years back, I actually did a, a Kickstarter for a, a resin toy project of this robot called uh, Professor Harkonnen, who's actually in the world of Galgan from Dr. Zamsey, and um, I raised enough money to actually make it. I learned a ton about uh, toy production. But it was too expensive to turn into vinyl. And so this guy um, that reached out to me that found my work, uh, he's pretty local from where I live here in the Bay Area. And uh, it turns out he's pr a production manager for this huge underground vinyl toy company called Monkey Kings and mm. uh, Monkey King. And so I, I've been following that company and buying from them for a long time. And so we're in talks right now about developing one of the characters from our franchise into a vinyl toy project for their company. It must be so cool just seeing this all kind of come together and it's wild, Darren. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's, yes. We pinch ourselves every day and um, I, I've been using my imagination and creativity for other projects, huge movie projects with Warner brothers, Netflix, you know, Disney, all these, you know, Lucasfilm. And I, I never thought that someday, you know, an opportunity would come where I, instead I'm working, we're working for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um so we, we we're very grateful and we have our fans to thank for that yeah, and it just awesome. it blew my mind when our game developer was like oh yeah this is going to be on xbox playstation i just thought this was going to be some little app or something that people could play on the side and right he's like no no this is going to be we're going to have this on every platform and there's going to be merch Gonna yeah, be, I was yeah. just you're like gonna be buying them, getting them at you know, uh, you know, Burger King with your meal. You're gonna get a little vinyl <laughs> toy. You know? Well, you know, we'll and, leave that leave that to the marketing teams. But I'm um, just so stoked for our fans. Think of it like though, our, with an NFT that you could QR code scan from the the Happy yeah. Meal or whatever. That'd be pretty wild. Sorry, Matt. I was just gonna say I'm really stoked for our fans because we have a kind of a core group of fans and. Mm -hmm they were able to buy our NFTs at a relatively low cost. But like once yeah. this game comes out, it's going to be nuts. Like it's going to be hard to get these cards and, you know, people just need to kind of get a few right now before we literally in a few weeks, we're going to have the playable version. So people right. need to get their cards now. Like, like, well, and that's part of can. the fun of these collectibles is finding those gems that aren't yet like, you know, huge right money wise and picking it and then seeing you know in a few weeks it going up like that's that's part of the thrill yeah. of it right and uh actually we wanted to announce on your show that mm -hmm. once we get the the launch date of this actual podcast either that day or the day right after we're going to do our first one-of-one -one auction oh. uh and uh piggyback off the launch of this podcast with you and right so we have we have i'll let Rolf explained, but we have some certain items that are very, very valuable and we haven't released yet. Go ahead. Yeah, we have, we have kind of some, you know, when we created our cards to begin with, we wanted to make a certain set that was available to everyone, but then also some that was for the whales, you know, the kind of billionaires who want to have a special art piece that's very unique. So we actually have uh, just a couple uh, packs that we've held back from our first series where mm. uh, there's this very unique pack that has 143 cards in one pack. And so it basically has every card and this one of one card in there that, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't want to release it until uh, we, the marketing and everything was kind of big enough where people would understand how valuable this is. So uh, we That's can't wild. wait to share that with everyone. And All then right. we also want to auction off to this, 
so Matt won an award for one of his Dr. Zamzi paintings. And so that's going to be a one of one uh, auction wow. that we're going to do as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I won. Uh, it was the, in the uh, published um, uh, book called Spectrum that comes out. It's like an annual publication for fantasy art. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, this particular image was of a, a giant pulling a cart, a village on a cart. And Dr. Zamdi is actually in the image. Uh, mm-hmm. I did it like back in 2005. And um, I actually ended up in this uh, art show in the Society of Illustrators in New York. And we flew out there for the show. It was a really cool experience. Um, so the digital one-of-one version of that card is also going to be um, coming up pretty soon, too. So we're, we're, we're excited about releasing this art. And it has a little bit of a backstory in terms of its history. And mm-hmm. A lot of potential there. That's cool. So Matt, I mean, you've been in the art space for a long time. Yeah, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what do you say to, you know, traditional artists that are looking at NFTs now and going, should I do this? Where should I start? You know, what, what do you, what's been your, what do you have some advice you could give them? I, I mean, I'm, I'm invested all in on this and I, I hopefully I don't have to look back. I'd say give it a shot. You know, it's not hard to publish something on there. I mean, personally, if you're not very technical, I recommend trying to find someone to partner with, like what I did with Rolf. He's he's exclusively my NFT agent, I guess you could say. But okay. uh, I, I create a lot of the artwork, you know, the, the content behind it. I manage the look of the website, work with developers on, on how to do other things. But mm-hmm. when it comes to actual NFT production and getting up there on the blockchain, working with Atomic Hub, uh, all those kind of sorts of things, I, I leave that to to Rolf. So it's really important to find people that know the space. If you're an artist that you don't understand the space, you absolutely need to to find people to to work with. Um, and you know, a simple LinkedIn search can get you started. Um, if and you know, it's expensive. I mean, if you want to do a full scale project like this, you know, we invested quite a bit of money of our own money mm-hmm. initially uh, to get this rolling because um, we were so confident that it had a lot of potential. So yeah, there's capital, That's that can be an issue. But I mean, one-of-one auctions, there's a lot of different sites out there that will offer that opportunity and they take care of the load for you. So right. maybe that's a good start. It's just one-of-one auctions. I think the key, the key to anyone who wants to get into this is to get into the chat rooms. I mean, you yeah. guys, anyone can come to our Telegram chat or our Discord chat and talk with us, you know, ask us Where would they directly. find that? Where would they find Telegram and Discord? What's the channel? Sure. So uh, we will give you all the links that you can put in okay. the show notes. Um, okay. So basically, uh, Telegram is an, is like an app that you can download on your phone and mm-hmm. or on or on a desktop. And if you just search Doctor Zamzi, uh, you'll you'll be directed there. But we'll have the direct link we'll give to you, and you can sure. everyone can check in the show notes. Uh, but so that's how we learned. I mean literally this is this is brand new this whole nft thing's brand new and the wax community is very friendly and helpful and we all support each other i mean uh with bitcoin origins and monsters of rap was another one and hollow mm-hmm. god we're in constant communication with all the creators and like hey what let's try this or what do you think about that and uh i mean one cool thing we learned right away was there's this site called nefty blocks where we every Friday we do a blend card, so mm-hmm. it gives people an opportunity to take common cards and burn them, so they're gone forever. It's part of a recipe. These ingredients, and then what you get out of that is a more rare card, a more powerful card for the game that's coming mm-hmm. as well. So that was just something that we learned from um, you know talking amongst ourselves, and it, it's it's just unbelievable the help that everyone is willing to give you know to grow the space, and and that's what we hope to do. We're just trying to grow. The space and add value and inspire others to to do quality projects as well because literally the wax blockchain is an independent chain yes. and then like all the marketplaces just are people who have created their own their own thing so yeah but we're super stoked about the you know just being, being able to use the whole wax blockchain and the utility they created for nfts specifically yeah, for sure. we actually launched our second set we've only done two sets so far um, it was moderate success. It wasn't a game. It didn't go like gangbusters, like our first set, but we quickly realized and, and analyzed why that happened. And a lot of our fans were asking, when are you going to be stakeable on our planet? When are you going to have your own game out? And mm-hmm. we, we realized you can't, you know, in the, in the space that's constantly evolving at like a laser totally. speed. And so you have to stay current with, with the trends in order to survive. And so we just immediately scrambled and realized 
this idea of a game that maybe we'll do down the road needs to happen like literally right now. Right. And, um, and so that's, that's, that's what drove us to, to make a game. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different, it's, it's the wild west and you have to be very on, on, on top of trends and, and make sure you're doing the right thing. And very nimble. You got to be able to adjust quickly yeah. too, right? And have money, a little bit of money. Yeah, money helps. <laughs> it all, it all, it's all very expensive to produce. Yeah. And then right, like right now, as we speak, we, I mean, we have people that we've hired around the world that are actually 3D modeling stuff for us right now because okay. we have this card battle game coming out, which is going to be awesome. But we're also going to be having a 3D game where you can explore the world, you know, where you can literally just walk around on a map and explore mm -hmm. around. So they're creating the, the 3D images and uh, texturing them and things like that. Actually, the, the very first level is going to be Dr. Zamsi's laboratory, which everyone on this podcast can't see right now, but we'll post, we've been posting it on our Telegram and Discord, but um, in the laboratory, Dr. Zamsi has to shrink down to the size of um, like a microbial organism to, to better investigate this virus. And so that experience will, will actually happen. He gets into this crazy mech suit and these rings that, you know, rotate around him, create a vortex and shrink him down on, onto a slide and his robot assistant puts him into this, uh, you know, machine that kind of keeps keeps the slide safe. And uh, and then he's swimming around inside this liquid, you know, uh, you know, experimenting with all these different uh, creatures in the microbial world. So uh, the, the 3D adventure game is gonna be kind of groundbreaking if we can really do this right, where it's not just about hack and slash fighting bad guys it's about discovery and and exploration sorry i was just getting all giddy right now when matt was talking because this is what we do we sit in a room or we <laughs> we're virtual and i'll be like hey matt what do you think about a crystal here and it's in the forest and there's a ring going around it and he's like oh yeah that sounds kind of cool and he'll just start drawing a little bit and i'm like well what if there's a waterfall over here and all of a sudden we've got this thing that's if you go to our website it's amazing and john helms animated it Mm -hmm. And it's this crystal where this ring is going around it. It's just unbelievable where we can just sit down and create something and share it with people. It's, it's, it's the best part of the whole project. Yeah, just as an artist, taking something that's in your own mind's eye and making it so others can see it, right? That's, that's part of the joy it's, of it, right? It's crazy, yeah. I, I, honestly, for me, anytime I design something and I see it in 3D rendered, it's like a magic trick. I, mm. I just. <laughs> that must then, be a challenge, though, yeah. because I mean, you're primarily a 2D artist, from what I can tell. Oh, exclusively. Right? Yeah. So when I look at that, and then I think, okay, so you're doing this as a 3D. Um, yeah, there's a lot of processes. Like, to that's get, that's yeah, a challenge. Essentially, you design it, it's called an orthography, and okay. it's a front, side, and back okay. uh, schematic drawing of the object or character or environment. And then a 3D modeler will take that and extrapolate um, all those components into a 3D asset that is exactly like, it's like blueprints. It's for just a 3D stitching model. it together, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then there's technology out there too, where if like, let's say you had a physical sculpt of a character, you can mm -hmm. actually scan, 3D scan that, and then it will automatically end up as a 3D asset too. There's like, you can do that in the reverse if you want to just get more traditional with the initial process, but um, mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. Cool to and see then just coming to life in that way, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, the, and, and I mean, Matt's come from, you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And so Matt, you know, he's been doing this for, you know, dec you know a couple decades here. And he was doing all the stuff for the Clone Wars TV series. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he would create these environments and things. And then they're transformed into the show, the 3D environment of the yeah, show. Uh, uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars animated series. It was actually one of the very first 3D animated uh, TV series in history, um, and so we were kind of ground. And I worked at Skywalker Ranch. George was Lucas was was walking around and uh, worked really <laughs> really um, heavily with Dave Filoni, who's now um, uh, directing the whole Mandalorian show. And mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of those guys, I'm I'm still in contact with. Um, and uh, so so the fact that we're making an animated series. And our experience is um, is not just by happen chance. I mean, we we have a lot of experience in that space, mm -hmm. and we're pulling from all those experiences and and uh, and and artists to potentially make this show. That's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. cool. Any uh, little bits of uh, future plans you want to drop as we wrap things up here? Anything you want to share? I mean, we've already talked a lot, but I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, leave it open for you to say what you yeah, want to say. I, I, 
we have other stories. I mean, I have like yes. probably four other franchises that I've, I had I, my art book, the fantastical, the art of Matt Gazer. You can find that on Amazon. You can also find it on uh, the Dr. Samsey website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that book is probably the best catalog of all my ideas for different projects. I mean, there's just like five different chapters that are, could be completely different movies, animated shows, games, NFTs. Mm-hmm. So when Dr. Zamzi gets to a certain point uh, where we feel like we have enough people that can manage it and we have enough, enough artists making cards and NFTs with us, including myself, I'll, we may break off and, and do some other different projects that are more either sci-fi related. Um, and, and we want to get into live action stuff too. So mm-hmm. uh, the sky's the limit. Yeah, we, I mean, we were just meeting with um, oh, Nessus, uh, the founder, Dante, uh, this last week just you know finalizing a bunch of stuff and he was telling us about they have another massive game coming out which we can't really talk about too much but it's separate from hollow god that's just gonna blow people's minds and so same with us with under fabricated madness dr zamzi is just the first of many uh projects mm-hmm. and just can't wait to share everything with everybody we're just so thankful that people like our first thing so we it lets us continue the the process yeah, we, we actually, you know, we have all these visions, but we can't do it unless people actually go on to Atomic Hub and, and buy our cards and support our project. So um, the more people do that, the more we can achieve our, our dreams and our goals and, and hopefully in, in the process, create new entertainment no one's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and luckily with this, yeah. and luckily with this new whenstaking.com thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's not only people are going to get to, you know, own these cool cards, but they're actually going to be able to earn you know, some income. So it's going to make the NFTs more value. It's just bringing, adding value to the whole space. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Hey, thank you so much for making time for this. I, I'm really, this is amazing. So oh, I think, the honor's all ours, I think it'll do great. Appreciate yeah. Thank you. So thank you very much. And I wish you all the best with all this It's very uh, impressive. Awesome. Hey, we'll see what happens for sure. Thank you so much. Aloha. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take care and, and uh, have a great week. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. You too. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks again for listening to the Non Fungible Podcast. See you again soon. <laughs>